0: The Lord put in my spirit this week and it confirmed it again when I was sitting down there He said I want you to speak to every language you can get a hold of Like this word Like when I started speaking or singing that one song in Spanish It's because the Lord was telling me I'm going to have you speak to people And this is including you To people whose language you don't share I don't need, we can break down barriers, saints. Don't you know, they've got apps on here that will translate your language as you speak it, that will look at text and translate it. We've got to start using every tool in our arsenal to spread and share this gospel. Language isn't even a barrier anymore. We don't have to be. And I'm saying to you, saints, when the Lord puts something on your heart, heart, Make sure you do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make sure you're about it. Pray for somebody, yes. and you're not even sure who they are. I'm gonna read a story, a piece of history that kind of speaks to that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're not even sure who that you're preaching to or getting ready to encourage. Amen. Just do it. Yes. Pray for them. Give, give God a praise for them. Yes
1: sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> you know, sometimes don't even realize the good you're doing in rooms that you haven't even entered into yet Come on. Yes, yes,
1: yes. but the Lord has sent
0: his spirit ahead of you <laughs> All right, sir. Yes, sir, ahead. because you pray yes, sir. All right. you're entering into spaces that you probably didn't even belong in but the Lord has sent his spirit ahead of you yes, because you prayed yes. I want to read a scripture um, in Acts chapter 10 it's something I've preached about before but i have taken a slightly different angle this time Acts chapter 10 is the story of the centurion, Cornelius. He's a well-established man who has authority in the Roman Empire that is overseeing this particular area. And there is two characters in this story that are important to what I'm about to say. There is Peter, the apostle, the stubborn one, remember pastor, uh, minister a few weeks ago, months ago now preached about Peter and in this preaching he kind of told you about the character of Peter and he's the one character here and the other character is Cornelius Cornelius is a man who is not Jewish but is what the Bible refers to as Gentile which is a non-Jew everybody who's not Jewish is called a Gentile in Scripture right and so the reason why this is important is because the way that the Lord has established his people, he has set very specific rules about who they're supposed to talk to, who they're supposed to trade with, how, what kind of things they're supposed to eat. Yes, not just eat, what you're supposed to put on your clothes, what you're supposed to clothe yourself with. Do yeah. you know that there's an ordinance uh, for, for Jewish folk that they're not supposed to mix fabric? Yeah. Like wool and linen, not supposed to mix. Like that's important. The Lord said this is for you. If you go to a Leviticus, you'll see lots of these ordinances. And he says, this will be unto you. Very specific. He didn't say for everybody. (laughs) He says unto you. I want you to do this. (laughs) Uh, What we're seeing in this story, though, is two people. um, One that is saying no, and one that is everything about them is saying yes. The interesting thing about this story is it's flipped in reverse. The person who you assume would be saying yes is actually saying no. And the person you assume should be saying no is actually saying yes. <laughs> See, Peter's the person we would assume at this point in his spiritual life that whatever the Lord's telling him to do, he's just going to do it. He's been with the Lord. He's already betrayed the Lord and got his relationship back together He's already been that person who struggled with with doubt He's been that person who has, in in John, I think it's Matthew, he says um, Jesus says, who do men say that I am? Jesus said this deliberately and, and repeatedly to the disciples Who do men say that I am? Then he turned and says, well, that's, okay, they said he's a prophet, he's a good guy He's a decent human being, has some nice messages, sounds good. Then he says, okay, well, well, who do you say that I am? Like, what are you saying about me? The people who have been with me while I've been preaching and teaching miracles on miracles on miracles, what are you saying about me? Peter, the stubborn one, he gets gets up and says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Powerful moments. Jesus says, you know what, this isn't an intellectual, um, inspirational moment you've come to, this is by the Spirit. This is by the Spirit that you understand that I am in fact the Christ. You didn't figure this out because you're clever. The Holy Spirit showed you this. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment and one that we, we lean into and we listen to and we read. But then just two verses later, Jesus says to him, it's not going to be long now, now that you all know, now the cat's out the bag right I need you to understand that I'm about to go suffer in Jerusalem he tells him repeatedly I'm about to go suffer in Jerusalem I have to because I as the song says I so love the world I've got to go suffer I've got to go do these things and Peter literally the scripture says he takes Jesus which I'm trying to figure out did he lay hands on him what do you how do you mean he took Jesus like this is the king of kings and the lord of lords. And you took him? What does that mean? I started to actually be a bit upset when I read that part. I says, you took him? What does that mean? You took him as- You were about to and the scripture says that Peter rebukes him. Yes, he did. Rebukes Jesus? <laughs> we just last week was talk- a few weeks ago was talking about this lamb that was slain this lion of the tribe of Judah I'm talking about the same one in revelations it says that we cast down our crowns before him the scripture also says that everybody in heaven and earth everything with breath that's in the sea and out of the sea and in the land worship the lamb and he's going to rebuke him See how merciful our God is right off the bat, like, like Peter's rebuking the the one, the only one that the scripture in Revelation says is worthy to open the book and the seals thereof. The only one worthy, and then Peter's taking him and rebuking. how dare you! First of all, first of all, you couldn't do that to me, let alone Jesus. Right? That's how we would be. You don't even have to handle me like that, let alone Jesus, but that's what Peter's character was Always had something to say, always had the wrong thing to say at the wrong time That's what Peter was But it's not what he always had to be These moments of great inspiration Are kind of also, you have right next to the inspiration You have this incredible flesh that just comes out of him Only the Holy Spirit can reveal this to you, Peter. Well done. Very next second, let me manhandle and rebuke you. What? But that's us. Let's just not think it's Peter, that's us. One second, we're doing great. We're laying hands on the sick, we're giving his word, we're talking about this idea of baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus, and the very next second we're out just doing and saying things, we have no business being out and saying, that's us. (laughs) Right next to our great moments are some of our worst moments. (sighs) Right next to it. (sighs) Let me read a couple of other ones that I, I just think highlight who Peter is. Let's go to Matthew 26, 31 through 35. Matthew 26, 31 through 35. Sir, can you help me with that one? Matthew 26, 31 through 35. <laughs> Here we have again. I always love when Jesus is bringing an idea and people don't like it. I love looking at that. Because I want to know why we, what's in us that makes us dislike what he's saying. What does it say there, sir?
1: Then, yeah. so that, then said Jesus unto them, all ye shall be offended.
0: Right. You're all going to be upset. Yes, By this night. Okay. Right, keep reading, sir. Because I'm getting ahead of myself. Because of this night, for it is
1: written, I will smite the shepherd yeah. and the sheep of the flock. Shall be scattered abroad.
0: So Jesus is making the connection here that he's the sheep shepherd of the sheep. And when he gets taken tonight, you're all gonna be upset and offended. This is the night he gets taken and just a few days before his his death just a day or so before his death and keep going What does it say? Verse 32, but after I am risen again, I will go before you unto Galilee He's told the member, I told you back in in the other scripture how he said this thing has to happen He's been priming them getting ready, I have to go suffer Yes sir, yes sir But after that he tells them the end at the beginning He lets them know how this is going to go down, I'm going to get taken you're going to be offended, but when I'm rose again, everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be horrible first, but it's going to be all right. What does he say?
1: Verse thirty-three. Yeah. Answered and said unto him. Yeah. Through all men shall be offended because of thee. Yet
0: yeah, I will never be offended. Never here he says it right out no absolutely not the words that you said Jesus are actually factually incorrect that's what he's saying the audacity again to turn around to Jesus in the face of his his prophetic word and to say actually well actually he's one of those well actually people isn't
1: he
0: <laughs> where you tell them something and they've got 13 facts about why the one thing you said isn't actually correct yeah, that might be true for all of them, What Peter saying. They're going to betray you, but I will not. It will never happen. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm very careful of these declarative statements that I sometimes make. <laughs> I'll never live in America 22 years later. I'm still here. Oh, man. <laughs> right? I'm still here. I have no intention of going anywhere else. Yes, <laughs>
1: sir.
0: Oh, I'm not going to eat that. Oh. <laughs> no, I never would eat a 2nd clear slice of cake. That's not what I need tonight. That's what I'm going to do. Those declarative statements have a way of coming back and biting you. Yes sir. Yes sir.
1: Yes sir. Come
0: on <laughs> And Peter's making these one to make these declarative statements about what's not going to happen, what is going to happen. He's going to do it the way he's going to do it and he's ignoring the word of the Lord. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So he he thinks in himself he's right, because he's wanting the right thing. He wants to be the one that doesn't betray Jesus. He wants to be the one that holds on, but he's not realizing he's fully human. and He's subject to make mistakes sometimes. So we have to sometimes approach these declarative statements with a little bit of humility. One of the things my uh, mother says, my mother-in-law says, is if the Lord says the same. I love it. I've been starting to say the same thing. Yeah, I'll see you next week if the Lord says the same. I love it. Can It kind of covers me. (laughs) Yeah, eight o'clock tonight, if the Lord says the same. If the Lord says the same, and I love it because it pulls the Lord right into my my conversation and what I'm doing. I love it, it's a nice little
1: saying.
0: But sometimes we have to get some humility about us when we're making our plans. And we've got to be open to the fact that some of the plans the Lord has for us is going to be resistant to some of the things we are used to and comfortable with. That's the part I want to get through today. Like the thing that the Lord's saying to Peter, on the surface does sound bad. I am going to be taken. I am going to be hurt. I am going to be killed. But he's saying at the last time point, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to raise up. I'm going to lead you into Galilee. Amen. Let me go to one more. Uh, St. John 13, 4 through 9, St. John th- 13, 4 through 9, it's one of my favorite ones actually. This m- may be actually of the, all the ones, this is the one I love the most, where Peter is being confrontational with Jesus, where Jesus says something and Peter's lack of understanding or his approach to it becomes in direct conflict with what Jesus is saying. Why am I bringing this up repeatedly, and I'm going to keep doing this throughout today's message, is that sometimes the things we think we know are actually directly against the thing the Lord wants for us. And that creates a conflict. And I'm telling here to tell you, I'm going to tell you the end of the message right at the beginning. He's always right. He's always right. So let's go to St. John 13, 4 through 9. How does that read? And he arose from supper. Jesus, this is Jesus arose from supper. This is the again those last few days before he's taken and he's going to be crucified.
1: He rose from supper and laid aside his garments, Okay, and took a towel. Yep, and gird himself.
0: So this is the night that we introduce communion. In fact, this is the same night as. as Lord's Supper communion is introduced and he's going right into this one action right here that precedes communion and it reads verse 5 after that he
1: poured water into a basin
0: So Jesus starts to do something a little bit different with this night remember communion overlaps with the Passover The memorial laid within another memorial He says I want you to remember me on this want you to remember me while you're in remembrance Right and so Jesus has broken protocol and it's interesting how we cling to protocols, how we cling to traditions, yes, more than we cling to His Word. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: And we've got to be very careful of that. Yes, <laughs> Keep going.
1: And after that he had poured water into a basin, Poured water in a basin. again began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with a towel
0: wherewith he was girt. So, who we've just said is the King of Glory, who we've just said is the one who sits on the throne, yes, who we've just said is the one who will receive worship and praise both in heaven and earth, yes, he has decided in the middle of a meal yes, that I'm going to wash my followers' feet.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Yes, did. I keep going.
1: Then cometh he to Simon. Then he gets to Peter. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's washing successfully all these people's feet. Nobody said anything. Nobody's resisted. No one's pushed back. And he's got to Peter, and then what happens? He comes to Simon
1: Peter and Peter said unto him, Lord, yeah. does thou wash my feet? Do you, are you about to wash my feet? Is the question? The question. Okay, Jesus answered and said unto him, yeah. What I do, knoweth not now, but
0: <laughs> thou shalt know hereafter. This is the wonderful thing about salvation: is that it is it is all about faith. You aren't understanding at the beginning what's going to happen at the end, and Jesus is saying to Peter, straight to his face, "I'm going to let me do this right now. You're not going to understand it until I'm finished, but let me do it right now." What's the response from Peter? Peter said unto him, "Thou shalt never." There's wash that never again. There's that declarative statement again. You will never, absolutely never, wash my feet. I love it. He's just in. You can see he feels this. Yes, you will never and it's out of a respect it's not even a bad position he really is saying you're my lord and master you're the you're the son of god i've declared it by the holy spirit already why would you want to wash my feet and he says you will never wash my feet keep going jesus answered him yeah if
1: i wash thee not
0: if i don't wash you thou hast no part with me wow so you're trying to jesus turns around and says to that one that one who the Holy Spirit inspires, yes, that one who he's pulled out of his own town and went after Peter deliberately. Yes, he's saying to that one, yes, sir. the one who's followed him and left his wife and his family, yes, who's followed him for three years. Yes, At this point, he's been with Jesus for three years, having given up his own business as a fisherman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he turns around and says to Peter, if you don't let me do this, you can't have any part with me. <laughs> That's a tough response, but I also love Peter's response to this response. Yes, sir. What does Peter say? Verse nine, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, yes, <laughs> sir, but my hands oh, and my head. If this is about washing, then let's just let's just go all the way in. there. if that's what it, if that's what the difference is, when Peter understands what's going on and what's at stake, he says, you know what? Wash my feet. Wash my hands too. Wash my head. Whatever you need to do, don't send me away. That's what happens to us. We realize what's at stake with our no's and our nevers and our declarative statements. And then we realize, Lord, Lord, okay, I got what that was my mistake. Yeah, let let me come back. Let me get back to spiritual sanity for a second. Amen. But this is what we have to do. We have to get back online really quickly. Just keep reading the one more verse. Jesus,
1: verse 10, said unto him, he that is washed needeth not to say to wash his feet,
0: but is clean everywhere, and are clean, but not all. Okay, so Jesus is basically saying, I just need to wash your feet, Peter. I know you're enthusiastic now, you realize what's at stake, but let's just wash your feet. Let's just do that, amen? Which leads me to the scripture I really want to land on. I'm sorry I've taken so long, but that's taking me to Acts chapter 10. So this is the Peter that is now the leader of the early church. This is the Peter, at this point in his life, that has got the Holy Spirit. He's, in Acts chapter 2, he got the Holy Spirit. He's been laying hands on the sick and they've been recovering. In fact, in chapter 9, chapter 9, he raises somebody from the dead. Peter's spiritual and faithful life is taking off. He's establishing the early church. That's how wonderful the Holy Spirit is working with Peter but there's still a part of him that's always going to be Peter. Yes, Amen? Let's keep re- I'm gonna read. I'm going to be reading for a second, so give me a while, because I'm going to want to lay out the whole story here. Acts chapter 10, verses 1. I'm actually going to read probably all the way to 34, so just be patient with me as I read this. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. So about 3 p.m., he sees a vision of an angel coming and speaking to him. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God and now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter just gonna stop there just for a brief second Cornelius this very important man part of the Roman army he's been praying to the Lord always doesn't know the details but is praying to the Lord right Right, and I think some of us um, uh, we have to be really careful when people have a sincerity to God but don't know the details like the Lord can still work with them like we've got to get them the details and we've got to be open to getting them the details regardless of the condition that they're in you're going to see how Peter's tradition and teachings has made him resistant to helping this man even though he's prayed to the Lord and the Lord has sent an answer to him and the answer the Lord sends is yes And I'm gonna use Peter for my yes, okay? So let's keep reading, verse six. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside, he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius, was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. So without hesitation, he gets a word from the Lord, yes, sir. and the very same second he sends three people to go to wherever the angel just told him they're supposed to go in Joppa. Yes, sir. Right. He's just told them where the man is, He's, this man Peter is staying with this Simon of, uh, Simon Atana, yes, who's staying in Joppa, go, go there. The guy doesn't wait, doesn't hesitate, doesn't say no doesn't know the details but says yes straight away he says yes with his resources, his servants he says yes with his, with his actions because he sent them immediately he senses the urgency, urgency of it and goes straight away <laughs> then we come to Peter because there's two sides to this whole story there's Cornelius and then there's Peter for this to work you need both sides. You need somebody who's saying yes on one side, but somebody who's saying yes on the other side too. This is what's happening with Peter. On verse nine it says, On the morrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour of day. So about six, about, excuse me, about 12 p.m. the next day, Peter's on the top of his house. And he became very hungry, And would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners, and let down to the earth. So Peter's having a, in a trance, he's having a vision, and what he sees is a sheet coming down from heaven. Okay, just a sheet coming down from heaven. And then it says of the sheet, it says, Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things and fowls of the air. So he sees the sheet and in the sheet is lots of animals, all kinds of stuff. In fact, it was all kinds of stuff that Peter is not permitted to have anything to do with by tradition. By tradition, he's not allowed. If you go look at, in fact, let's go there real quick, Leviticus chapter 11, you will, let's look at a couple of the examples. If you look at Leviticus 11, chapter, chapter 11, verse six, it says, what? And the hair, yeah. because cures with the, the cud, yeah. but divided not the food, right. it is unclean unto you. Well, he's, the Lord is saying, because you can only eat certain animals. We made that distinction earlier. And he's being specific here. He says, if you've got a, an animal with a hoof, but it doesn't chew the cud, you can't eat it. So you can't have camels, you can't eat camels, you can't eat, you can't eat all horses because the hoof's not right. Right, you can have sheep, you can have goat, you can have cow, you can't have pigs. They don't chew cud. They have hooves, but they don't chew the cud. they'll chew the grass, right? And it doesn't just include those animals, it includes um, seafood. If the chapter 11 goes into how they can eat. If it's got scales and fins, if it doesn't have scales and fins and it's in the water, you're not allowed to touch it, according to the Scripture yes,
1: sir.
0: these Jewish folk according to their laws their traditions not allowed so shrimp are out <laughs> I love me some shrimp right crab lobster out doesn't have fins doesn't have doesn't have scales right you can't eat any of these flying insects none of them and yet Peter's seeing a sheet with all of these animals <laughs> and what does the next verse say? Verse 13.
1: Verse 13. And he came down the voice of him, rise, Peter,
0: kill and eat. He's the Lord is asking Peter to do the thing yes, he does not want to do. He knows what Leviticus 11, 11 says for Jews, what they're supposed to eat and what they're not supposed to eat. He's always been that way, I've always lived my life that way You know what the funny thing is about this situation is? Peter's already in the wrong in this situation right now He's saying, I don't want to do that wrong But he's already in the wrong right now And I just realized this last night Do you know where I said he was staying? Simon a tanner Simon is a tanner He literally takes dead animals, takes the skin And makes leather out of it, right, and cures the leather That same chapter 11, verse 28, says anybody who touches dead animals, go to verse 28, just reread that for me.
1: And he that beareth the carcass of them shall wash
0: his clothes and be unclean until (laughs) the evening. Isn't it amazing? So basically anybody who's messing with dead animals is apparently uh, ceremonially unclean until the evening and then they are clean again. Simon's been staying at this house where the guy's been unclean every single day till the evening, but he's conveniently ignored that. He's been fine with that. But then the Lord tells him what to eat. He's like, oh, wait a minute, no, no, there's rules. And I sometimes wonder about us, if we are saying no, not because we think it's always right, but because it's convenient to us right now.
1: (sighs) <sighs>
0: Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to, to pinch this much. But sometimes the word does that. Because I do this all the time. They don't dress like the way I want them to dress. So now I'm not going to talk to them about Christ. They surely aren't worthy. We have to be careful. Sometimes we say, okay, they, they don't come from the background i got, come from. So now I'm not sure if they're worthy of the Christ. No, the Christ may have been talking to them and asking you to get out your own way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, I'm still in my own traditions and my own way, and all they needed was the word from me. Yeah, yes, sir. I got it. Yes, sir. Preach, you. Yes, sir. Preach you. yes, sir. Let's go back to Acts, please. I'm getting myself in trouble here. Go keep going.
1: Verse 13. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter.
0: Keep the knee. Yes.
1: But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. I have
0: never. Here we go again. What you have not done, what you will not do, what I will never do, Lord. Gosh, that same Peter spirit is there again. The Lord told you somebody needs help. And you're coming with your nevers and your nose and the I can't. Meanwhile, you're sitting happily in the house of, house of Simon and Tanner every evening, ceremonially unclean. And you haven't mentioned a word about that we focus on the things that upset us and ignore conveniently the things that don't all i want to do is the will of the lord get me out of the way all i want to do is share his word get me out of the way forget me let's just get his word where it's supposed to be let's not worry about where they've come from or what they're doing and how they've done it let's get them the word first let the word do the work (sighs) <sighs> yeah. Let's keep reading there, what did he say, verse 14? Verse
1: 14. 14, and Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time what God has cleansed <laughs> that call not thou common.
0: Yep, yeah, amen.
1: And this was done thrice and the vessel was received up again into heaven.
0: So Peter's so stubborn in this trance, even in his trance, even in his sleep he's stubborn. Even in his dreams he's stubborn, even in his vision he's stubborn, that the Lord has to tell him three times, what I call clean, you can't call unclean. Even when it goes against your sensibilities and what you've been taught. You've got to give the word where the Lord tells you to give the word. (laughs) Ah, So let's keep reading In fact, I'm going to read out to verse 34 I'll take over here, sir Thank you so much Now while Peter doubted in himself What this vision which he had seen should mean Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius Had made inquiry of Simon's house And stood before the gate So while Peter's still doubtful The men who were immediately sent yesterday Have showed up his gate That means had Cornelius just waited five minutes the disconnect would have been, there would have been no connection in that moment Peter comes out of his trance and then hears that there's people at the door asking for him Cornelius didn't have time to doubt Cornelius had to give a yes that very second otherwise the men wouldn't be where they need to be when Peter comes to his realization so what am I asking you to do there's an urgency to the way in which we should respond to the word of Lord. Because I believe there's people's lives and souls at stake. We are settling in on our nevers and our nose, and people's lives are literally in the balance. <sighs> Let me keep going. And called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, will lodge there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them doubting nothing. For I have sent, not Peter, I sent them. (laughs) I love it because Peter's the one who needs encouraging. We always think we know more and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're the ones that the Lord's speaking to and the Lord is working through them to get us closer to where we need to go All I'm saying is just a little bit of humility Just a little bit of humility goes a long way when it comes to serving the Lord Amen. The Lord says to him don't doubt I don't need you to, to be your nevers now Peter I don't need a no right now Peter what I need you to do is not doubt and move right now Peter I've told you three times in the vision, Peter, get up and go. What does Peter do? He gets up and goes. This is that rebound, Peter, that we see all the time. This is the rebound, Peter. So verse 20, Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he, he whom ye see. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius then centurion, a just man. One that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send thee into his house, and to hear the words of thee. Then called he them in, and lodged them. And on the morrow, the next day, Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied them. Already they've broken tradition. They've brought these people into the house, and they've let them lodge. They had to do something that was a little bit different to the thing that they're comfortable with so that the word of the Lord could be, could be shared. And all I'm saying is that I'm willing to bend over backwards for people if they need to hear the word. If we need to be online, let's be online. If we need to be on a podcast, let's be on a podcast. If we need to be on YouTube, let's be on YouTube. Wherever the word needs to be, that's where we need to be. Amen? So verse 24, it says, that On the morrow they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. Cornelius has doubted nothing. He's assumed Peter's coming. He sent his people straight away. It's Peter we had to convince. It's Peter we had to convince, we had to say three times. Peter we had to tell to get down. And it's Peter we had to tell to make sure that when they come, you listen, doubting nothing. But Peter took him up, saying, stand up. Sorry, let me go to verse 25. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. Just to be very clear, we're just people. We're just humans. Doing the best we can. Right? Right? And as he talked with him, he went in and found many of them were come together. And he said unto them, you know how that is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation, a Gentile. But God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. He's t- the Lord has kind of turned Peter around. He's basically said, I had no intention of talking to y'all because y'all wasn't like me but then Peter's now in the moment where he's saying the Lord showed me I shouldn't start with that mind frame I'm going to give you the word and let the word do what the words supposed to do thank you Lord verse 29 therefore came I unto you without gainsaying as soon as I was sent for I asked therefore what intent ye have for me and Cornelius said four days ago I was fasting until this hour And at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thy arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto you. Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, are we all here present before God to hear all the things that are commanded thee of God. This is a two-day event, and we've landed here at this moment, and they've just said, whatever you're saying, we just need to hear it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I genuinely believe that there are people out of the way, people we're not looking at in the traditional sense, who are just waiting to hear from the Lord. They don't know (laughs) the details. Cornelius is standing here completely open, heart open, ready to receive the word, doesn't know what he's supposed to do, doesn't know how he's supposed to do it, but he's ready to receive it. These are the folks we need to find. These are the folks we need to speak to. Don't worry about what they look like, what they do, how they do it, (laughs) what their background is, what their nation is, none of it. Give them the word, let the word work amen (laughs) verse 34 then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him the word which God sent unto the children of Israel preaching priests by Jesus he is Lord of all My desire, our desire, is to preach to every nation, every people, in every tongue, that he is the Lord of peace, that he is in fact Lord of all. May the Lord add a blessing to the word and the reading that we are of, in the name of the Lord Jesus.